Good evening. Today, the war between Russia and Ukraine rages on, even as we may be seeing some light at the end of the tunnel at long last. Disney has decided to endorse child abuse, and Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson appeared before the U.S. Senate today in the hopes of winning her seat on the United States Supreme Court. I'm Michael Coyne. Today is March 22, 2022, and you're listening to Liberty Caller. As Russian violence against Ukraine continues, we may be seeing some good news and some potential light at the end of the tunnel. The state of Israel has emerged as something of a mediator between Russia and Ukraine because of the state's close ties to both nations. Israel is now reporting from unofficial channels that Russia may be willing to abandon their goal of demilitarizing Ukraine and removing Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky from power in exchange for Ukraine's abandoning their desire to join NATO. Ukraine, of course, was always on the fence about joining NATO, and they had not committed firmly to a desire to join NATO, so that's not much of a concession from Ukraine. This seems to emphasize the fact that Russia's invasion was not well thought out, and was clearly a pretext for a desire to annex a smaller country that was once part of the Soviet Union. It would appear that Russia is beginning to realize that they need to declare something other than some sort of fictional denazification of a smaller country, because we know that was never a situation, there was never a Nazi government in Ukraine to worry about. And perhaps, perhaps, peace is in sight. Russian casualties are getting larger and larger, and Ukraine is pretty much holding their own, additionally with backing from the U.S. government as well as European forces. Russia kind of has their hands tied at this point. Russian casualties, as I said, are mounting. Leadership in the Russian military is seeing morale reach an all-time low. Finally, our prayers for peace may be answered. I was convinced we were staring down the barrel of World War III, and while that still is a possible outcome, hopefully we may actually see our prayers of everyone back to their corners answered very soon. Interesting that this news would break out of the Holy Land. We'll be right back. The Walt Disney Company announced on Monday their intention to endorse child abuse. I'm referring to the company's decision to now oppose an order from Texas Governor Greg Abbott that reclassified any transgender surgeries or treatments on minors, on children, as child abuse. This on the heels of Disney's stated opposition to Florida's bill banning sex education for children in third grade and younger. Liberals have been arguing for many, many years that there are not two sides to every journalistic story. Their defense is that if the entire House of Representatives voted unanimously 
to classify the Earth as flat. The story would be that the House of Representatives denies the proper shape of the Earth. It would not be that there is division on the proper shape of the Earth. On this point, liberals do actually make somewhat of a valid point. There aren't two sides to every story. When you support surgery and hormone treatment and puberty blockers for children who are not old enough to make up their own minds on these issues, you are endorsing child abuse. There is no opposite side to that story. There is no valid argument, none whatsoever, no intellectually honest valid argument in favor of allowing a three-year-old to decide for absolutely no reason whatsoever that he wants to be a girl. If you've got a child, a three-year-old child, who watches Frozen and wants to run around playing Elsa, it doesn't mean that he wants to be a girl, because the next day he's going to watch Wreck-It Ralph and decide he wants to be Ralph. Children play pretend, children play make-believe, and they have no ability to wrap their minds around the permanency of these decisions. So what's the reality of it? The reality is that it's parents. It is the parents forcing this dangerous ideology on children. It is therefore completely right for Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, and other officials in the Lone Star State to classify this behavior as child abuse. We are going to call it what it is when Disney states their opposition to these measures. It is an endorsement of child abuse. The Walt Disney Company, the preeminent family company in the United States of America and perhaps in the world, has gone out of their way now to endorse child abuse. This should not be taken lightly. And it should be addressed aggressively. There is no such thing as transgender care for minors. I want to emphasize that one more time. There is no such thing as transgender care for minors. Performing surgeries to mutilate a child's genitals or assigning puberty blockers to prevent a child from properly going through the natural biological function of puberty is abuse. And Disney's opposition to these measures is unforgivable. One day, I pray that we will look back on this moment as a watershed moment. We will realize that one side of this debate was completely and utterly wrong. What an adult decides to do to his or her body is their business. Once you reach the age of majority in your state, 18, 21, do what you want. You'll receive no argument from me. Whether I like it or not, it is your life, and constitutionally you have the right to pursue happiness however you see fit. But when you push this stuff on children, you are abusing your own children. The children should be taken away from you. So when Texas directs the Department of Child and Family Services to investigate these situations, they are completely right. 
They are absolutely right. And Disney is putting themselves on the wrong side of this issue in the name of trying to appear woke. This is a decision that Disney will come to regret. We'll be right back. President Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson, appeared before the U.S. Senate today vowing to support and defend the United States Constitution. Now, while I personally may disagree with a great many of Judge uh, Kentaji Brown Jackson's rulings, Republicans are having a very difficult time putting forward a reason why she wouldn't be confirmed. Now, at this point, it's important to note that most of the criticism coming from the right, myself included, of Kentaji Brown Jackson has to do with the fact that she has ruled in manners that we don't like. She has ruled in a manner that can be seen, and I think is rightly seen, as overly political. For example, she has gone below sentencing minimums on cases related to child pornography. While disgusting, it is within the purview of a trial judge to make sentencing decisions. So realistically, from a constitutional standpoint, from a legal standpoint, is that a reason to not confirm her to the bench? Unfortunately, no. It is not a reason to not confirm her to the bench. Similarly, uh, Senator John Cornyn has been asking questions about why uh, vocal pro-abortion groups have been funneling money into a public campaign supporting Judge uh, Brown Jackson's nomination to the Supreme Court. Well, while that's an interesting question, realistically, it is still not a reason to not support, or to not confirm her, rather. Now, make no mistake, Judge Brown Jackson would be among the most liberal members of the Supreme Court ever. She does have a history of political rulings, ruling against the Trump administration, um, after being appointed uh, to her judgeship by the Obama administration. But realistically, again, is that a reason to not confirm her? No. No. Barring anything unforeseen, Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson is probably going to sit on the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, it's important to keep in mind a few things. One, the left went crazy when President Trump nominated um, Amy Coney Barrett. However, was there any reason to keep her off of the Supreme Court? No. She was a competent jurist and had done nothing unethical or unreasonable as a judge. Disagreeing with her rulings is not a valid reason to keep her off of the court. Democrats found this out the hard way. Justice Brett Kavanaugh faced baseless allegations of abusing a woman. That didn't keep him off of the Supreme Court. And as near as we can tell, while certainly the media is running cover for Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson, um, where they did no such favor for Kavanaugh or Amy Coney Barrett, 
can I see from where I'm sitting right now a reason to keep uh, Judge Brown Jackson off of the Supreme Court? No. If we're going to be fair-minded, is it enough to keep her off of the court to say that she is a liberal who makes political rulings? No. No, we may not like that. We may think that some of her rulings are quite unbecoming a jurist. And those are arguments that Republicans in the Senate should be making. But will that keep her off of the court? Realistically, no. Realistically, no. We will watch her confirmation hearings with great interest here at Liberty Caller. But if I'm calling it right now and making a prediction, Judge Brown Jackson will be a Supreme Court justice. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining us today. For Liberty Caller, I'm Michael Coyne. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now on Truth Social. We look forward to seeing you again. Visit us at libertycaller.net. Thank you very much. Have a good night. This has been an episode of Liberty Caller with Michael Coyne. Copyright 2022.